This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have your company on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Series 8, episode 34. We time code. It's Thursday morning of this particular week. And we're often combative on this show. We're usually friendly in that combat. Sometimes it stretches into the serious zones. We had a very heated debate about six weeks ago, which went uh, in a way that I didn't expect to, but we get on with it. Um, I'm going to take a different approach today as I say hello and welcome to my good friend, Craig Hutchison, uh, who is on a computer screen in front of me today. I'm assuming you're in Sydney, Hutchie, but... I want to wrap my arms around you today, Hutchie, and I, and I, and I want to do it seriously, so I don't want you to take the, the mickey out of it, and I want to oh, do it. And I'm, no, I'm being serious. I'm being serious as a friend here. I do want to wrap my arms around you, and I know the collective sounding board family does too. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Damo? It's well done on your AFMA presence here. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get to, that. to that in a minute, yeah. okay? And, and yes, you can have your, your fun with that in a moment, but I just want to ask you how you are, because uh, you've had a big week. I'm good. I'm firing. Never better. Had the uh, had the the once over from the Herald Sun, which happens about this time every year. Damo, I half think it's a receipt for the, the way you carry on sometimes. But uh, had to deal with the uh, the um, what's the right word? Fallout? The inaccuracies, the inaccuracies, and the uh, doomsday of that the way that was painted. So that was a good fun start to get off the plane for the week. But otherwise. Going great, Damo, here in Sydney. The Maccas Conference is on this week, so I've been here in part for that, and, and, and things are good. And you're dealing with another issue, too, revolving around the, the ownership of the Perth Wildcats, and we'll get to that in a moment. But, actually, I'm, I'm being serious, and I'm not, I'm not doing this for rides, okay? I, I actually do feel bad, and I said this to you only a few moments ago before we started recording. I didn't make contact with you, and I chose not to, actually, um, because I felt that to do so, and this is on the back of the Herald Sun article last week. We'll get into the specifics in a yep. moment. We're not going to labour this, by the way. I'm not going to make this a 20-minute chat, but we will get to the specifics of the, the said article, but I chose not to, to contact you. A, and this is what my thought process at the time, to do so would just be to put the topic back into your thought when I thought I assumed, like you normally do, would have moved on. But as the week unfolded, and even yesterday, I would have had four or five different people ask me, have you spoken to Hutchie? And I just said no. And then I started to feel really, really bad that I hadn't, but I chose not to as a friend because I thought to, to do so would just be to put it back into your head. So Hutchie, I'm going to apologise if you uh, wondered where my text message or yeah, call was. Yeah, nice. Well, nice to see you, Damo. <laughs> It's a pretty long way to apologise, to be honest. <laughs> but again, again, I'm being serious. Yep. Did it did it affect you? And look, we may as well quickly touch on it. The Herald Sun did a number on you. We know that you click the Verity numbers through the roof, and they they did do an article last week that said there was 28 million dollars of debt and a nine million dollar loss. The way I read it, I've got. To, I keep saying, and I admit this, I do not have a business bone in my body. But what I do know through my exposure to business through doing uh, sports journalism is. I would imagine there would be a lot of companies, sports companies or any other companies, that are carrying a fair bit of debt as part of general operations. I didn't read anything in that article that I wasn't aware of, and maybe that's just because I am attuned to it, but I didn't also read anything that made me think, well, it's, it's any more danger, your company, than, than it was when you first started it or even before you started it. So take us through it. I know you addressed it with Pickers on, on Saturday, but this is a different audience and it's a different um, program. So just deal with the specifics of it if you can. Yeah, well, first of all, public life as a public CEO comes with these things and consequences. So I understand that we're going to be covered and that I'm going to cop the odd hit and I'm an easy target and all of those things. And there's a lot of people, I reckon, around the place who are barracking for us not to work. So I, I, I get that. And that's part of public life and 
part of disclosing your results every year and part of being publicly accountable to your shareholders. So that's I knew that going in, eyes wide open, and I equally know that there's sections of the media, as you would say, or specific individuals that are overtly interested in... Um, and well, let, let's name them. The, the Herald yeah. Sun's obsessed with, with you every so, yeah, so and, and doesn't necessarily, in fact, so rarely paint you in a, a positive light. Oh, it's you know I've got great relationships there. So there's but there's clearly some uh, sections that are a bit more motivated than others. Those that have followed the journey on the sounding board and the way that journalism unfortunately has evolved would not be have been surprised by the tone of the d- discussion or the means of marketing or distributing it at my expense. So that's okay. Well, I, I nearly didn't read it for that very reason. Yep. But then when I had fifteen people but refer me to it over yep. the next three days, did I read it? I made sure I did. And, and again, I didn't send. So what what are the inaccuracies you're you're referring to? Yeah, well, we we made four point eight million dollars profit EBITDA. There was some impairment and markdowns of assets and different bits and pieces that, uh, from an accounting terms, created a paper loss. But from an actual day to day operating uh, cash perspective and EBITDA number, it was a four point eight million dollar profit for the year. And we've made money every year. We haven't had a year where we haven't made money. Would we have liked to have made more demo? Yes. Uh, is it my job to make more than that for our shareholders per annum? Yes. Um, however, it was the last year of our audio build and our radio build in conjunction with our stakeholders to finish the job that we set out to do five years ago. And we've been playing a long game on asset as opposed to a short-term game on earnings. That fortunately is finished and that job is built. So we've got no more audio stations to buy or build and have got a two-country platform that will serve us well and is already serving us well with fantastic momentum into the next... Okay, so, so you're not a day away or a week away or, or, or a deal away from going under. Is that is that the Oh, take? my goodness. We, we're, well, we're that's in, the way it was presented. We're actually. in fantastic health and the um, and we've, we've made money and built at the same time. So that's we have chosen not to uh, raise or go to market to raise and in part because I believe in our long-term value and equity more than anybody. And I'm, uh, I've never divested a share and don't intend to. Uh, the so-called bonus that gets reported uh, regularly, which uh, was two, two or two and a half years ago, was a vesting of shares. It's not a cash uh, deal that I ever took or got or received. And my only job is to pay tax on it, not to receive it. Um, we began the share journey at 25 cents, not 40, as the Herald Sun said. Um, that's okay. It's still my job to drive better value. And... Uh, what else? Oh, the, yeah, so that was – and then if you look at our sports team, so let me talk about other sports teams, not ours for a moment. In the NBL, for instance, the recent valuations of teams and transactions have gone down between 30 and $35 million a team. Uh, the, U, the New Zealand Breakers, I'm not saying they will or won't get it, but the reports in the newspapers and the financial papers are that they're seeking $45 million US for their team, up to $45 million US for their team. Uh, we own five sports teams, not one. Perth, we paid only $8.5 million for, which I think was the deal of a lifetime and was in part funded by the finances with their support. And if you, and we are the biggest uh, and most healthiest NBL club in the country, uh, without question. And I say that without fear or favour. And we're a profitable, strong club. And a lot of our sports teams, um, um, some might say, are not necessarily recognised in our day to day value. Our uh, debt is unchanged for the last four years. Like it hasn't like we haven't uh, driven debt any higher or any any lower. We've just used the means within our cash flow to fund future asset to build a portfolio of future assets to set us up for a really good run at this. Yeah, and that's where we are right now on the starting line of a really good run with the assets built. Um, 
all businesses in media, News in, News Limited included, who have built their whole business on the back of using debt and still have a, uh, a, a debt that are towers talking, over ours. Are we talking hundreds of millions of dollars of debt in that? Yeah, much more than that. Yeah. But that are we talking tower, like even multiple billions, Hutchie, in, in, in everything mashed well, together? That's, that's how um, they've built their business, and that's how many media businesses have been built. Fo- now, has Foxtel got a debt? Yeah, I think the last time I saw it, it was somewhere between yeah, it was over a billion dollars of last June, I think. But it's about it might be seven fifty now. So I'm not, I'm not each to their own. That is how you build a business. Well, in I've, I've, been, I've been read that in in News Limited publications um, that, that a News Limited company's got that much debt. Now that doesn't none of that distraction. Do they the pay fact. tax too? By the way, I, I, I do read some stories in other organisations where tax may be an issue for yeah that company. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. They they do. They don't need to get checked. So so like just to put it in, in context, like. We turn over $120 million, and we've got a $28 million facility, and we've got an incredible run ahead of us. My job is to do a better job. I don't back away from the fact that we didn't make as much money as we would have liked into June 30, but we're trying to have our cake and eat it too. We've been trying to build a business and make money at the same time. I'm relieved that that audio build is done, and I'm and I'm never more motivated about how we can go and go and crush it from here, don't we? All right, so there's that one. So there's the line from a sounding board perspective on that one. We then move on to the Perth Wildcats issue involving player Corey Webster. Don't want to go into too much detail other than to, to set it up by saying that he on social media responded to something involving the LGBTIQ community and the rainbow flag with a derogatory comment, which I refuse to put on to this program. You stood him down as a player I saw for a tournament yep. during the week. I, I would imagine that as an owner of that club, that would have also been a, a layer of stress this week. Yeah, I was in Queensland at the time too at the Blitz on Sunday. So yeah, look, we apologise as a Perth Wildcats community for the offence taken and for the tweet sent from Corey. We were really disappointed in it and we don't stand. It, it, it's irrelevant and entirely irrelevant what he meant or how he meant to convey himself, uh, it's irrelevant. And I'm privy to that, but it's irrelevant. Have what you is, spoken to him? Yeah, we've been dealing with it for the last... You, you, um, you personally? Been dealing with it for the last few days. I want to get into the specifics. But the yeah, we're disappointed in the actions. He owned it and he took accountability for it. Will he be allowed back? He said sorry and he will... And the we stood him down from Tuesday's game, which we felt uh, was absolutely appropriate. Uh, the NBL this morning as I was coming to work have opposed a, a two-game sanction, one of which has been served, and we accept that finding and we acknowledge it. We are a community-led club with community-led values and an inclusive attitude, and we won't um, we won't stand for anything different more broadly as a business. Yep. And then we get to the most serious allegation of the week, Archie, and, and I need to treat this one seriously. Gillan McLaughlin had a crack at you at the speech last week, and I'll just refer to, to this line. He said this to a room full of corporate people. Hutchie's the only man I know who called me once for a private chat, and we had to stop for an ad break in the middle of the call. That, that's Now, that's your biggest good, problem of the week. It's a good line, isn't it? It's a good line. That's a really good line. Who would have written that for him? Do you think that was a Gill line um, or a Brian Walsh line? No. Or a Jay Allen line? Well, I want to go with Jay Allen. Yep. I don't know because I wasn't in the room, but I had people yep. tell me straight away, and I've done a little bit of digging, and, and I don't I actually don't know the answer. Hand up, I actually don't know, but I reckon it's got Jay Allen written all over it yeah, because it a- Jay Allen copped the blame for Gill when he delivered the Scott Penderbury's a basketballer yep. line that went flat on yep. All Australian Night. I think he got a he's, he's on a he's on a rampage, Gill, with these speeches. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and look, it's it's a really great time 
of the year this time every year when we gather to say goodbye to Gil. So uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you regrouped. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, I thought it was a clever line, a bit of fun, and yeah, it's uh, the time of year, Damo. That's yeah. all right. It's all part of the fun. And um, he, he's. Have you been invited to his? Farewell. Oh well, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I, I, Marty Smith yesterday at the AFL um, website said that there was an article about written about that somehow during the course of the yep. week that, that was was focused on who got invited for media. Yeah, who so who didn't? Who didn't? Well, I didn't. You did click. obviously? Did you? Did you click on the article? No. You, you, you would have been invited, though, wouldn't you? Are you? <laughs> I haven't checked my diary. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing on the night? <laughs> I haven't checked my diary hand on heart, so I'm not sure. Why, hey, why, don't, why don't we? Why don't we catch up that night, Hutchie, and we we might end up somewhere. How about that? <laughs> yep, there'll be there'll be only two types of things that happen on the night. There'll be those that are invited and those that are outside angry they weren't invited, taking pictures of those that were writing about them. <laughs> That's the world we're living in at the moment. I'll, I'll see you that night. It's going to be the chairman's club uh, uh, criteria run across the coverage of that. <laughs> Anyone invited to the Chairman's Club, so I don't put that in the paper. Anyone who's not invited, just give us a yarn on page three about who's in the Chairman's Club. So that's, that's unfortunately how it goes. I'll, hey, I'll, uh, I'll see you there, Hutchie, anyway, right? Speaking of invites, just, just hit my desk on the way in. I don't know the answer. I should have checked it. It's dangerous to ask these questions without an answer. But Sam McClure was notable by his absence on Tuesday. I was put to me to ask you why he wasn't invited. Was he not invited? Sam McClure wasn't invited? Yeah. What do you mean? It was. I got a, a, a message this morning saying, ask Damo why Sam McClure... Wasn't invited. He would have been among the award nominees, wouldn't he? Well, I don't know what that even means, Hutchie. Every media person's invited. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's what it was put to me. You don't get indi- it- Last time I checked, you don't get individual invitations, do you? Don't you? I don't know. I, after you, I got burnt about 10, 12 years ago, I've been barely <laughs> seen since. After that fateful night of the good call, bad call. Well, so actually, that, been- that came up during... Hang on, I, I just don't know what that means. What does what Sam actually... Sam's obviously sent that to you. No, I just had an anonymous tip. I thought I'd follow it up with you, but you've cleared it up that no one gets invited. So thank you for that. Um, let's talk about the night. Well, I don't. I don't think anyone gets invited. You, you just go. You, you pay and you go, and your organisation pays for you to go. Who, who, who didn't pay for Sam? We're talking about the Australian Football Media Association Night of Nights. Oh, the, the pie night that you, you you can't talk about it, Hutchie. You, you've got no right. I'll talk about it, and I'll what talk is, about the winners who may work for your organisation. But you oh. have got no right whatsoever to take pride in some, what happened. I've got some questions got about some the questions. Pie night. Go for it. It's your annual event. You're the president, of course. You couldn't be bothered um, coming. You, you couldn't. You just couldn't be bothered. You 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 were oh, invited. Well, we, actually, you were invited, but you you chose not to sponsor it, and you chose to condescendingly refer to it as a pie night. I so bought, you've got no right to talk about it. I bought a table. Uh, you know, I had to I had to go fund me the table since we're not of great means these days, according to the papers. So I had to <laughs> pass the hat around and go fund me the page. <laughs> Set up a Wikipedia <laughs> give that we may go page. So we raised the thirteen hundred dollars in uh, just passing the hat around, and uh, had a busker out the front just trying to raise the last two hundred. But we finally found our way in. Now, the <laughs> actually the there's table. some feedback to where your table was. Oh, no, I know. I'm getting I, that. Just give I, me a chance. Okay. Here's my questions. First I, of all, I, I cop some feedback on the night from someone at your organisation. No. I won't name names. I, I'm, tempt, I'm tempted to. First of all, there's a photo that Brian Taylor surfaced of you oh, walking around. Yeah. Changing the seat allocations oh, yeah. to make sure you were sitting with the AFL heavies. <laughs> oh, please. Now, as the president, did you feel, A, compelled to be sitting with the heavies? Oh. 
B, saw as an opportunity for yourself to further your career. Yeah. C, oh, yeah. was it My hubris? My 52, yeah. Was it a hubris? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all, of the was above. It? all of the above, Hutchie. Yep. I made the mistake of getting there too early, and Sophie Maguire, who organised it to yep. within an inch of its life, had asked me to distribute the name tags on three tables at the front of the room. I didn't have anything to do with the names on those yep. uh, tags. I did basically drop them, and where they fell ended up being where they were. And as you will notice, Hutchie, you had the worst seat on that particular table That's deliberately a bit embarrassing that you've positioned yourself. Uh, yep. Number two, yep. your speech, uh, dry uh, as always? or Very dry, very dry. Yeah. You, you made the comment just, last year I, I had an, an attempted uh, crack at humour, which we all know is not a good idea, and I kept it really, oh, yeah. really straight. Um, and, and I think it was, it was okay. I think when you're, when you're largely humourless, I think it's best to put that, <laughs> that, that trait away for the night. <laughs> so pretty dry, I heard. You thanked a lot of people. and you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was on and off really quickly. I think I got it down to about two minutes twenty off. Yep. So yep. Now, yep. C. Yep. Um, we bought, as I said, we passed the hat around and we bought a table. <laughs> yeah. The table we bought. Yeah. We went. Um, I got all these messages saying we're behind a pylon where you couldn't see the stage. Well, this was pointed out to that me. Wouldn't happen, that wouldn't happen to Triple M. So what's... Well, no, no, you know, it probably didn't happen to Triple M, but, but Triple M sponsored the night, Hutchie. Yeah, so, hey, look, this was pointed out to me post-show. There was a bit going on post-show, which I'm not going to go into here, but this was pointed out to me, the, the table, and when, when I did look yep. at the direction in which the po- person who raised it with me, where the table was, I will admit it was behind a rather large pylon. Which yep. might have made it difficult for the people on that well, given, table to see what was going on. Well, I mean, given and it was I didn't full of winners, this. given it was full of winners, it was it was a bit like having, you know, the year that Titanic won all the Oscars and having the cast of Titanic down the back. You need easy access to the stage for the big winners, Damo. Well, you need them in front and centre. Hutchins, you can't see Pacino and. Uh, De Niro sitting up in the bleachers. They're in the front of the Oscars. Yeah. Well, Hutchie. That's where Waitley belongs. There's a solution to this. We, I can guarantee you a really good placement, even though this is not how it works. Yep. But I, I, on the back of this conversation and on the yep. back of being pointed this out to the other night, if you want to sponsor the night like seven we, other organisations do, like seven, like Triple M does, like AFL.com.au yep. does, like the Channel 7 network does, like yep. I'm going to forget one here, Foxtel <laughs> News Limited Age. We've I hope I haven't forgotten one. Yeah. They, you, 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 you were the only sponsor, only yeah. organisation that didn't sponsor. Because I'll, I'll say it again, you're not very commercial and you've, you've, missed, you've turned away my cheque for the fifth year in a row. I'm not writing dead checks on behalf of our shareholders for your pie night. I'm not. <laughs> okay, that's fine. And, I, and okay, I'll um, cop that. But but you also now. Two. No, no, no. Let me finish here. No, no, if that's I'll the finish. case, if that's the case, you are not to gloat and do promotions on your station about what may or may not have happened no, on I've the pie you. night because you don't deserve you don't deserve to then think there's kudos attached to it. I've told Even you. Even though I will have, say there is to Tom Morrison, Jared Waitley, and make, others. We make. Way, I will say way, that. You can't. We make way, way, way more content in AFL than anybody. Than anybody. You just don't you sponsor the night. That. You don't sponsor the night. So where I will invest yes. is to send our multiple people on. We cannot fit our people inside 10 on multiple a table. Multiple people. So I, offered to buy, I think you offered, offered us to buy, to buy seven tables, which, which was my reading tables. of it. You wanted to basically bring in every single person who pay, buys an ad on SEN to, to basically hijack the night, and we said no to that. I want to bring our producers in from South Australia, Western Australia. You could do that. You could do that. I've offered to buy. I said I'll buy seven tables, six, five, four, three, two, yeah. one. You tell me how many I can buy. I was allowed one. And, you, and you'd have. So you'd you have, wonder why your commercial model's broken? There you go. Of those seven tables, you'd have uh, four people related to SEN operations, and you'd, have, and you'd have sixty-six have to... corporates. 
We make 230 shows a week. I don't know how, how many times I have to tell you. I wanted our people to go. Um, That's a better use. In all than seriousness, to in all seriousness, put our logo on a wall. Well we? done to Tom Morris. It's a poor sponsorship offering. He offered no value in return to your sponsors. <laughs> Nothing. Okay, that's None of fine. Businesses were developed. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, I'm going to do a Terry Wallace and spew up if you dare, as an organisation, start running promos around what you may have won on the night. Okay, you, you've relinquished that right, Hutch, and you know it. Um, and you're getting edgy in your CD, oh, and I you was, can't do that. You've relinquished that right. Okay. I was so co- so confident that Tom Morris would win the best electronic reporter and the Elf Brown that I had the promos made last week and in our system ready to roll out for the 6 a.m. breakfast on Wednesday. <laughs> True story. Well, I'm going to spew up. <laughs> the, the, and it was that, great, you, that you are well, getting off on that. Well done to, to Tom and to Jared and everyone on the night who won their awards. Dame, I think um, PT was acknowledged as a no, he was. Member, was yeah, he? yeah, yeah was along with Michael Klein as, as, a, as a great photographer of the Herald. So, look, in all yep. seriousness, actually, I would have liked you to have been there because I think you would have had a good night. The, the the resounding feedback was that it was done really well, and that's got nothing to do with me. It's the way the night was run by BT, who hosted it as well as receiving a life induction yep. alongside Sarah Jones and Sophie McGuire and, and and Liam O'Brien. Did O'Bree, he present himself the, the life induction? No, no, he didn't. He, no, we, what and we how did, did he? Received the award from himself. Was he was he humbled? Yeah, he was, and and not from himself. We what we do and have done in recent times, and I I, I think it's a good idea. And you tell me if you've got another idea that we will consider. Um, people who are close, we, we give them the heads up now in advance, and we tell them, ask them if they can to keep it pretty quiet. And by way of doing that on the night itself, we we have decided as a group a committee to, to then get a person close to that person to introduce. And in in Michael Klein's case, it was Lauren Wood, and in BT's case, it was John Anderson. So. They were the yeah, and, and also you would love the the Caro and Mike yep. um, special guest uh, promotion or not promotion, just speech of the night. Yep. So yeah, it, look, it was, it's in house. It was very much in house, but I think it was um, it was it was. I think it was good arts. You know, I would like you to have been there because I think you would have critiqued it yeah. reasonably no, I, I favourably. So you know, I know you think I'm being facetious. I didn't want to take one of the ten spots we're allocated. So <laughs> I, uh, and the poll was a bit of an issue for me. So. Was it? Anyway, so well done, Damo. It's good that you kept the industry going the way you do, and we look forward to yeah. the next 12 board meetings discussing. I'll tell you season. what, I, I, just to back over that, I will guarantee your organisation a really nice seat somewhere, whatever room it is in next year, if you yep. want to sponsor it next year. And, and it had, had nothing to, to do with the poll being in the way this year, by the way. It was the quirk of the layout of the place. If you, if you had to summarise the benefits the sponsors got on the night, how would you say the return on investment was? It's an investment in the industry, Hutchie. And as I said, you, as I as yeah. I did say to you about yeah. fifteen minutes ago, I don't have right. a business bone in so my body, I and I know I, I don't deal that. with the finances of the organisation either. Okay, so and I think that's a good thing for the organisation because I before don't we, have a business um, way. Before we transition, yes. uh, don't forget to this is the sounding board for Drinkwise. By the way, if you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise on Monday this Monday. Live recording from noon. That's live from noon Monday twenty fifth. Broadcasting from the Audio Hub in the Metropole Precinct next to Forever New at Crown. It's a beautiful setup of the studios we've got there. We're in the heart of the Brownlow action. It's Brownlow so it's night. Brownlow Day we're talking on. about there. Brownlow Day. Brownlow Day. The call the cards on as well. Oh, no, it's, not, it's, it's uh, later on in, excuse me, what, crosswise. It's it's a Brownlow at midday call the cards on Monday before the Cup Day. How long am I going? <laughs> You're only a few so, months in advance. Get along and see us. Come and join us. Uh, we'd love to see you Monday, 25 noon at the Audio Hub at the Metropole, Damo. Okay, that's in my diary, so just but just get my head around that. Noon on Brownlow Metal Day, we're at uh, OB. Pretty, it's a pretty simple equation, mate. Yep. Not All right. Well, so you'll be there on that day, obviously, Hutchie, and you'll be there again uh, that night? I will. Yeah, yep. I'm going to go Monday night. I'm looking forward to it. Yep.
Nice. Hey, uh, let's just jump it around. We've been a little bit heavy there for a little bit. Uh, this was uh, a text I got yesterday from a good and, in fact, maybe our first regular listener of this show going back eight years. So actually a really good person. I'm not going to name names. But sounding board thought. Radio stations, brackets, triple MSEN, making stars out of their call teams and amplifying reach and brand awareness by social media videos of commentary. They are getting huge reaction. TV stations, brackets, Seven and Fox, who are in the vision caper, dot, 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 aren't. Are they missing a trick? That's probably more your uh, well, yeah, direction. So, I mean, self, self-interested in this answer, so I'll try my best to be agnostic. The, the thing that radio has going for it is you describe the action with much more theatre and pageantry than television does. Um, the, we've talked about that a lot. The reason for that is television wants pictures to tell the story, and understandably so. So what I would say is commentator voyeurism uh, is good, would be good in TV. It's also retrospective, isn't but, it? Am I right? There's no – you couldn't broadcast the vision – or are you allowed to broadcast the vision so, of the radio box live? I, I don't even know how that works. But it's normally you, you see it after the event, don't you, when you package the, it up? Yeah, it's not in the lo- it's not a live act product. It's a it's a snackable voyeuristic post event at the moment. Yep. Now, what what I would say is this: Triple M do a really good job in this space, Damo. In fact, I think benchmark industry leaders and hats off to I, your I, team there. Talk about it without Triple M and SEM being part of it. Just talk about the generics of the question, then maybe because no, I'd, I'd rather say, do it that way. I was about to. Um, Tell you where we're going in the space. No, 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 I don't want you to do that. That's why I was saying talk but about it. But you would have just said, oh, we do it well too. So I'm just getting it out of the way for you. <laughs> we do right? it better. We do it better. But just talk about um, it generically to the question yeah. is, are the, are the networks TV wise missing a trick? No, I don't think yeah. it's necessarily suited to them because A, they've got the live vision. And so it's not, this is a, an instead of product or a complementary product. And B, the commentators are not as. Um, animated in the call. Well, they're often the I same. Think, they're often the same commentators, Hutchie, just doing a different role on that night, is, aren't they? I mean, there's crossover so think, of commentators. I see the product as passion, excitement, and also voyeurism. You know, feeling like you're looking in the box and who's got what's going on next door in the ABC box and who can I see mm. over the back there? And so, like, it's flying, the fly on the walls part of the product. We've done blues radio during these finals, and we always generally pick a story to ride through the finals. And that's we've done that all the way back to the Bulldogs in 16 and you know, Richmond, and we did Tiger Radio in 17. And so we've done Blues Radio this year and sort of picked but, that as a story. Actually, back to the point, are the, are the TV networks missing um, a trick? And it sounds like you're saying they're not. So our video, we did 700,000 video views last week. Archie, the Blues Radio. The, fi- let please. me finish. The no. TV stations, are not, it's not their, they've got the main product. They don't need to improvise or be creative around it. They've they've got the product, the live vision, which is the act, and they their commentators aren't over the top. They can't put a biased commentary. No, but team no, my point is my point is they are. I mean, Mark Howard, for instance, James Brayshaw, they, they, they are radio commentators. Yeah. Who I'm, I'm, I've, used, were, I've used. Okay. Well, um, well, Jerry doesn't Jim do TV, does he? Um, Anthony Hudson does radio yep. TV. If radio Jim was allowed to be Dwayne Russell from your yep. yeah so so Dwayne Dwayne is there's a crossover there so you don't see them carrying on that way on TV would it enhance it if they were seen that way a, yeah a little bit it's complimentary though but not rather than the main yeah, okay. it, and if if radio tele if to your, into your language if radio Jim was allowed to go and call the footy <laughs> that gets me into trouble and, <laughs> and gave TV Jim a night off radio Jim would be electric digital content. 
It gets me into trouble. That I, I don't back away from saying it. There is a James Brayshaw version that I know and the one I love and has a, has a really good mate, and that's the radio version, the Triple M version, and then there's the JB Channel 7 one. But that, that gets me into trouble, Hutch, every time you raise that these days. I don't back away from saying it, but <laughs> I probably shouldn't say it every week. There you go. Um, Ron Brassi. It's well, you were you were much. Clo- I I worked with Ron at Three W, and we did a. You did worked a with him too, with him. did you? Yeah, did a segment on with Neil Mitchell, which was a great part of my life in two thousand six to do. Yeah, but um, the your your connection with him is runs way deeper in the North Melbourne connection in that circle. So you know him better than anybody. Oh, well, actually, not, not better than anybody. Better than no, most. not 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 better than anybody. No, um, and yeah, but again, my, my connection actually just quickly was um Herald Sundays early because he was still the the massive icon in media as he was um for that period when I first started and and being a North Melbourne supporter growing up in North Melbourne, obviously that connection was already there as a as a as a person I was obsessed with in that sporting way. And then he was just the ripping bloke. He he, he was just as good a bloke as you would ever come across Hutchie. He actually, when you think about it, he actually had time for people who he didn't know. He would listen to their stories, like even people he met for the first time, and it happened regularly. And, um, you know, he'd have, a, he'd have a lot of functions and a lot of just, just social beers, and he'd, he'd have the, the rums and the Bacardis and the Bundys, and, but that, that at his club in Richmond, the Mountain View, which was a famous watering hole there under his watch there for a long time. Humble. Yeah. Was the, was the word that springs to mind for me, like for, for all of his achievements. Yeah, no, he was incredibly Hutchie. humble, and even that period when he went and coached the Sydney Swans ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. I was living in Sydney in ninety four, and and worked really closely with him in that period. I mean, it wasn't a secret. Ghost wrote his column there for for that particular yeah, time. Ghost wrote his column, yeah, and I had done yeah. that back at the Herald Sun even as well. But so to walk me through that. So how would that work? Is you would ring him with an idea, he'd ring you with an idea, yeah, and he would come, he'd come in. in to do it. He'd come in, and he came into the. I was based in the Daily Telegraph offices there in. Um, is it is it Holt Street? I should know the name of it. Anyway, it's Surrey Hills there. And but he would walk in, and this was at a time when the Swans were about to die, as you know. And and there was no guarantee they had next year, let alone the future they've now created up there. But even then, Hutchie, in that city, when it AFL was nowhere near what it has become, he would walk into that into that building, and people would just stop. Even people who would not know AFL, but and that was the effect he had on the team. I mean, and even that, Hutchie. So that was ninety three, where he won one game. Ninety four, they won four games. 95, they won five games. That was Lockett's first year as a Swan. Then he retired. I just raised that quickly because the very next year after he retired, Rodney E took over and they made a grand final. And I reckon that's lost in the Ron Barassi story. The, the yep. genius of him to pick up this club that was as broken as we've seen. It was as broken as Fitzroy was. They survived. Fitzroy didn't. And then he got them to a point where the near, the year after he left, they made a grand final. So He bought, he bought them time. Yeah. He did, yeah. And and again, we sometimes talk up people upon their passing as, as people that they're not in. But th- th- he was everything that people say that, that he was as a person, Ron. He really was. How many uh, – yeah, rest in peace, Ron. Um, a, a tragedy for 40 that we've lost him. Um, a remarkable – I'm I'm a fan of naming the cup after him. Or yeah, it's, it's as good I, as any he, he pursuit, needs, isn't he it? He needs to something really big to reflect, and the name will live in in the memory forever. Yeah. Barassi. It yeah. speaks volumes to football. Barassi and and Witten and that era of just icons of the game. How many demo switching you slightly? How many how many ghost columns? How many high profile people? Have you written ghost columns for? Oh, it doesn't happen anymore, does it? I don't think because um, the, the Barassi the, the biggest. Yeah, well, big, Barassi is the biggest of the game. Full stop, isn't he? Um, of Give any me some name. of the others. Um, again, there wasn't a ghost writing component with Nathan Buckley, but 
because Bucks actually did his own, but there was a period there at the Sunday paper where he... He ghost Nathan Buckley. Well, again, as I said, he, he wrote his own. But in that day, the, 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 the theory was, and the style was for a journalist at the time to assist the player to put the story together. And... But Bucks, Bucks would regularly write his own copy. He didn't have to change Bucks' copy. And that was maybe but, for a year or two years at so the Sunday so paper. That copy would go to you. You'd ring him and say, hey, I reckon you could change well, paragraph Well, it was my responsibility to, to get it to the point right. where the, the subs got it um, each week when he had that particular yep. arrangement. What a thankless job being a ghostwriter is. Oh, but it was a different time. And equally, too, you develop relationships with people you'd have no right to otherwise. I mean, for, for yep. me, as it, as it was when I did it at the Herald Sun um, – just in 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 a, in interim capacity at the Herald Sun, but then when he was coaching the Swans, it was the role. But I mean, to to spend an hour and a half each week with Ron Barassi, I mean, my God, you know, it's, it's just extraordinary. You know, when you when you well, line that up with who he was at the time and and the fact I was you know twenty or whatever it was, you know, twenty one, twenty two. So yeah, any others? Oh, I'm just trying to think, Hutchie. Um, you, I know what you're trying to do now too. So don't. Yeah, I know what, what you're trying, trying to, do? to do. I know what you're trying to do. So so I'm going to call this right out and. You, you know what you're trying to do. So I know exactly what you're trying to do. I don't, know, I don't, know, I don't think you know what I, what I know, what you know, what I, I know, know what you're trying, trying to do. do. And it's, <laughs> it's false advertising for the other bullshit you carry on with you on your other show. <laughs> I don't really understand. Anyway. Well, who, who did you ghostwrite, Archie, if you want to then involve yeah, yourself and immerse yourself? Oh, yeah, it's right. Too, <laughs> it's too selfish to ghostwrite anyone in yeah. my young days. Try and have a serious conversation and you, you try and uh, ambush it with your other rubbish. Not at all. Yeah. Hey, uh, what else do you want to finish up or one to go? Oh, well, why don't you finish it off? Uh, just a shout out to the Melbourne Mavericks. We launched our netball club oh, this week. Oh, please. Let, let's. Did you get a chance <laughs> to have grand... a look at the brand? What oh, do you think? Yeah, I did, Archie. Of course I did. Hey, um, what, back, back to the streets. Uh, the grand final off the water last year. Well, it wasn't. Uh, look, we said I said this at the time. I don't know what your yeah. view was. It, it just didn't present to me as the greatest idea to take it down the Yarra. It's back on the streets this year, the grand yep. final parade. Just which, when, which idea that's ever been presented did you endorse at the start just out of interest like what you're you saying you didn't think it would be a good idea that's generally just your default position on anything new and innovative so yeah it probably wasn't a smash hit to be fair <laughs> but I don't think any harm done don't and, and I think the fact year. that the, the one point where the supporters may have been able to see the players was a, the bridge there the extension of uh, what St Kilda Road where it meets um, what's that Spencer Street oh, how, how do I not um, Swanson Street sorry yep. uh, didn't didn't the Bunch do a U-turn before they even got to that point. What's that? Yep. That was a reasonably <laughs> deflating moment for those people who camped themselves are there where they thought this is with this will be the point we get to see them within maybe twenty meters or forty meters as opposed to two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there were small issues with that, Archie, but I think it's back where it belongs, isn't it? On the streets. It is. Can't wait. It's gonna be a huge week next week, and we'll be back on Monday live. So four days, what's that four days from now? Um, just, and before we do that, Hutchin, we'll re-promote that in a moment. We'll just quickly head to our question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Josh Shrive, Facebook. How do you both stay at the top of your game without burning out? It sounds like you both have very hectic schedules. So how do you switch off and recharge? Does Damien use his 22 weeks leave for this purpose? Or do you both have, (laughs) he actually said 15, but you say 22 and it's really 10. Or do you both have ways during the year to take a break to protect your mental health? Um, Nah, no breaks. I've had a I've had a solid period, Archie. It's nearly as solid as yours, actually. But uh, look, we choose to do it, Josh. Uh, 
I, I feel still feel uh, fortunate. Oh, sorry, still feel, always have felt fortunate to do it. And we get paid to do it and we choose to do it. So um, there's no complaints. But it's solid, Hutchie, isn't it? It's solid. It's been a solid week. <laughs> and I, I can imagine it has been for you. Incredibly lucky to do what we do. Yeah, now we are. And you just keep having to remind yourself of that, uh, Josh. So, uh, no, we're extraordinarily fortunate to be able to do it. Hachi, you do the promotions far better than I do on anything. So, uh, as you said, uh, a few moments Monday. ago. Monday. That's Monday, 25th of September. If you're fanatic about being part of the Sounding Board family and fraternity, we want you there. It's in your lunch break, so there's no excuses. Live from midday on Brownlow Monday, there'll be many AFL stars fighting in and out and around the Sounding Board audio hub at the Metropole Precinct in the Crown Casino Complex. Next to Forever New, we'll be there Monday 25 recording the Sounding Board live. It'll drop later that afternoon, early drop next week. Come past, uh, have uh, a sl- uh, have a, um, a coffee or a beer, drink responsibly and come past and say good day. and we look forward to seeing you on Monday. Always respect, always drink wise. This has been the Sounding Board for Drink Wise. If you're choosing... To run an AFMA event and bury people behind a pole, choose to drink wise. If you choose to sponsor it, you'll get a better table. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.